Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Antigua unvaccinated mothers unable to receive child support. Sandals celebrates 40-year milestone with major Caribbean investment. International Organization for Migration calls for solutions to address effects of environmental hazards on human mobility. UN Environmental Program says climate change escalating loss of global coral reefs and electronic single window to ease business facilitations in Barbados. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, October 6th. We start our report today in Antigua. The Antigua Observer says that a young mother wants the Antiguan government to exempt the magistrate court child support system from its vaccine policy. Peaches told Absorber that unvaccinated mothers were turned away this week when they went to collect child support money from the court. She says another system could be put in place to accommodate unvaccinated women in the system. Peaches is concerned that women who cannot do better may be forced into doing unsavory things to get money and believe some frustrated mothers could even turn to suicide. Antigua's legal affairs minister, Stedroy Benjamin, told the Observer that residents were given ample time before the policy took effect. According to the government's policy, anyone seeking to do business at any government establishment must present vaccination cards. As reported by St. Lucia Times, this year marks the 40th anniversary of Sandals Resort in the Caribbean since opening its doors in Montego Bay, Jamaica on November 27, 1981. A year-long celebration will honor the legacy of the company's founder, the late Gordon Butch Stewart, celebrate the company's success, and look forward to Sandals of the Future and the exciting developments to be executed under the leadership of the executive chairman, Adam Stewart. In honor of the Sandals' late founder, Gordon Butch Stewart, and his legendary entrepreneurial spirit and lifelong beliefs in the power of education, Sandals Resort International announces the construction of the Gordon Butch Stewart International School of Hospitality and Tourism at the University of the West Indies in conjunction with the Florida International University, Chaplain School of Hospitality and and tourism management. Boat leaders in tourism education, the Florida International University in partnership with the University of the West Indies, will develop the next generation of international tourism and hospitality leadership through fully accredited undergraduate and graduate programming. The new school will be located on the western campus of the University of the West Indies of Montego Bay, a cutting-edge research-led facility, the Gordon Butch Stewart International School of Hospitality and Tourism will offer students meaningful educational opportunities beyond the classroom. Investments in education has long been a priority of Sandals Resorts International, and the new school will complement the Sandals Corporate University, which was established to provide Caribbean-based Sandal team members with opportunities to improve and develop occupational skills 
skills and earn undergraduate degrees and postgraduate degrees. In honor of the company's 40th anniversary, Sandals Resort International, together with the Sandals Foundation, the nonprofit organization launched in 2009 to help Sandals Report make a difference in the lives of Caribbean people, is also identifying 40 projects that best showcase the incredible link between tourism, the region's most influential industry, and its power to transform Caribbean communities and improve lives. Projects will be selected across five main areas, supporting local farmers, hospitality training and certification, preserving natural resources, harnessing unique artisan crafts, and community outreach. Sandals members across the region will also join in the celebration through a range of activities and employee-focused initiatives. Regional Director for the International Organization for Migration, Michelle Klein-Solomon, has said that the focus should be placed on the progress made and solutions that are available to address the impacts of environmental hazards on human mobility. She was addressing a regional dialogue on human mobility and climate change data in the Organization of the Eastern Caribbean States held at the Cabrice Resort and Spa in Dominica. According to Solomon, everyone is aware of the extreme exposure and vulnerability of countries in the Eastern Caribbean to environmental hazards and the adverse impacts of climate change. The recent history of the region is proof of the devastating impacts that these hazards can have, including in terms of displacement and future projections are a cause for concern. She said the conference comes at the end of a 15-month project to improve the availability of evidence on human mobility and climate change in the Eastern Caribbean. During these 15 months, colleagues in Dominica, with the help of the International Organization for Migration, Global Migration Data Analysis Center, and a team of expert consultants, have analyzed in depth the environmental data migration systems of the six target countries and shared recommendations that will be discussed during the conference. Solomon said it is important to remember how advanced the Eastern Caribbean region is in terms of free movement of persons. The Eastern Caribbean Economic Union provides OECS citizens the right to move and settle in any other participating island, she stated. This protocol offers a much-needed solution for persons who must leave their countries due to the impacts of hurricanes and other hazards. Furthermore, Solomon states that cross-border evacuations, as they happened during hurricane season or during the recent surfree volcanic eruption, would have been much more difficult without free movement. Under the leadership of the Caribbean Disaster Emergency Management Agency, risk management has become a priority throughout the region and emergency management organizations regularly share information and offer support to one another when disasters strike. Caribbean states made significant contributions to integrate climate and environmental factors in the Global Compact on Safe, Orderly and 
regular migration. They have also been key speakers within the Warsaw International Mechanism of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change on the discussions related to migration, displacement, and planned relocation, she said. Data and evidence are a crucial part of all these efforts, Solomon continued, from climate mitigation and adaptation to disaster risk management and free mobility, policymakers and actors on the ground need concrete and actionable information to develop and implement activities. She thanked the Federal Foreign Office of Germany for its financial support to the project and the partners in the governments of Antigua and Barbuda, the Commonwealth of Dominica, Grenada, St. Kitts and Nevis, St. Lucia, and St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Bahamanews.net reports that the rapid spike in sea surface temperatures linked to global warming is fueling loss of the world's coral reefs amid the threat to livelihood of coastal communities, says the report, launched by the UN Environmental Program and Research Partners on Tuesday. According to the report titled Status of Coral Reefs of the World 2020, about 14 percent of these vital habitats have been lost globally since 2009 thanks to climate stresses, overfishing, and unsustainable coastal development. The report indicates that the coral reefs occur in more than 100 countries and territories cover 0.2% of the seafloor but supports 25% of marine species besides underpinning the survival of millions of coastal dwellers. The 2020 Status of Coral Reefs report noted that ocean acidification linked to global warming, land-based pollution, and harmful fishing activities were detrimental to their health. Large-scale coral bleaching events caused by elevated sea surface temperatures are the greatest disturbance to the world's coral reefs, says the report, adding that the 1998 mass bleaching event observed in the Indian Ocean, Japan, and the Caribbean broke the record in terms of severity. The report nevertheless says coral reefs have demonstrated resilience in the face of human and climate-induced threats, while regions affected by the 1998 mass bleaching recorded a significant recovery between 2002 and 2019. Reducing local pressures on coral reefs in order to maintain their resilience will be critical while global threats posed by climate change are addressed, the report says. The report calls for investments in enhanced surveillance and data collection to improve understanding of threats facing coral reefs and interventions that should be rolled out to boost their ecological health. Barbados Today reports that Barbadians involved in the business of imports and exports will find it easier in the coming months to do business across public sectors when over two dozen government departments are merged into an electronic single window. 
The first step to make the business facilitation easier took place with the signing of an agreement between the Minister of Energy, Small Business and Entrepreneurship, Carrie Simmons, and Secretary General for the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development, Rebecca Grinspin. The signing ceremony was held during the 15th session of the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development, now being held on the island of Barbados. Minister Simmons disclosed that the ministry had identified 28 government departments to be bought under the single window when the project is completed in approximately 13 months. The minister said the electronic single window would enhance the island's competitiveness by providing a seamless one-door stop for payments and processing of goods and services for consumers and investors. United Nations Conference on Trade and Development Secretary General Grinspan said her organization was pleased to support Barbados's effort to explore opportunities for trade, improve competitiveness of its private sector, increase revenues, and improve production in the supply chain. United Nations Conference on Trade and Development is convinced that setting up an electronic single window for trade is critical to the various mandates and aspirations of all the public agencies that take part in the process. And finally, Caribbean News Corporation reports that Antigua and Barbuda's ambassador to the Organization of American States, Sir Ronald Sanders, on Tuesday called for the end of the celebration of the Encounter of Two Worlds, an annual event promoting by Spain to mark the so-called discovery of the New World by Christopher Columbus. Sir Ronald said that Antigua and Barbuda would not be a true friend of Spain if it were to pretend that this occasion is one that we welcome and support. The native people of these islands were not in need of discovery. They already had a civilization, a rich culture, and knowledge that suited the sustainability of their environment. All that was either destroyed or desecrated by the arrival of Columbus and his crew, who stumbled upon these islands in the mistaken belief that they had navigated a new route to the Indies, the Antigua and Barbuda diplomat said. He further said that apart from genocide and enslavement of native peoples of the Americas, the encounter threw open the gateway for centuries of brutal slavery of African people and the exploitation of Asian indentured labor in some Caribbean countries. Serrano said the occasion should not be celebrated, it should be lamented, adding it was an encounter contrived on the ideology of European superiority that is today commonly called racism. The freedom that the European settlers sought in these lands, now called the Americas, came at the expense of the lives, land, labor, blood, and resources of non-white people. 
As my delegation has repeatedly stated, our country greatly values its modern-day relationship with Spain. We congratulate Spain on the positive role it plays in today's global affairs, and we welcome its efforts to make its present-day encounters with our nations mutual beneficial for all. In our relationship, we would like to stride forward to a bright future, not look backwards at a dark past. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, October 6th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and follow us on Facebook.